This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Amy Newmark. Please enjoy this rerun of one of my favorite episodes from last year. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey everyone, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today we have a special guest for Friend Friday, Janae Brownwood, who is the author of four new books in the Chicken Soup for the Soul series for babies and for kids. So Janae, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thank you so, so much for having me, Amy. I am just overjoyed to be here. Well, before we get started, and we do have a lot of stuff to cover, I want to tell our audience a little bit about you. Janae has been a performer, a preschool teacher, a camp counselor, a poet, which I'm sure she still is, a youth specialist, a designer of curriculum, and currently she teaches and conducts research at Folsom Lake College and lives in Sacramento, California with her fantastic husband, Katrael, who was also her high school sweetheart. In fact, they were the first black couple to be crowned Sunnyside's homecoming king and queen back in high school. And they have a lovely daughter named Vivian. Janae got her BA in psychology and applied developmental psychology from UCLA. Then she earned her master's degree in child development from CSU Sacramento. And then she went and got her PhD in education at UC Davis. So I'm feeling a little overwhelmed by all of that. (laughs) But the good thing is that I'll just be asking the questions and you'll be giving all the answers. (laughs) So I thought what we could do today is in the first half of this episode, talk about children's publishing in general, and then in the second half, talk about the four new Chicken Soup for the Soul books that you have for babies and kids. So let's start out generally, because I know that a lot of our listeners feel that they have a children's book in them just waiting to get out. So how did you break into children's publishing? First, I just want to say for those who do have those children's books within them, write. That's the first step. Get them out of you, write, and then do some work, of course, to refine them. And I think that is a a great sort of introduction to how I got started in children's books. I actually always had an interest in writing. I used to write stories when I was younger, poetry as well. But it wasn't until after I finished at UCLA that I thought, you know what, I'm gonna try to actually get a book published. And so I I looked into some different resources in my community, such as uh, a really big one is called the Society for Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, SCBWI. And it's just this organization that has so many resources for those of us who are starting out in writing books for children. And so I just jumped head in, head first, uh, started learning as much as I could about writing books for children. But not just that, also just 
understanding what makes a really strong story. That piece is essential. Understanding the narrative arc and how to bring characters to life and to really establish strong settings. So I did a lot of that work. And I also read as many books as I could. Any books I can get my hands on, I was reading them, especially picture books, because that's what I knew I wanted to write. And so that's really kind of what opened the door for me, immersing myself in all things children's book, all things writing, to really get a firm idea of how to do it right. So I guess, Amy, a little bit of my passion and love for already, already for writing, and then learning how to do it right, that really just opened the door for me to pursue this really wonderful career in writing books for children. So I know you have a lot of children's books with Charles Bridge, not just the four you've done for Chicken Soup for the Soul. And Charles Bridge is my favorite children's publisher. In fact, they were my first choice when we went out looking for a children's publisher to start a new line of Chicken Soup for the Soul books for very little people because we thought they deserved their own Chicken Soup for the Soul books too. Charles Bridge was my first choice. And luckily, they immediately said, yes, this makes total sense. And so we put this deal together years ago, because it does take years to get children's books out into the market, partly because they have to be printed in color in China. But how did you meet Charles Bridge? I am so glad that I met Charles Bridge because, you know, have you ever, I'm going to use this sort of example, but when you think of like a model being discovered and sometimes there's a beautiful woman walking around in the community and, you know, someone who's tied to modeling discovers her and now she's on like the cover of Elle. Now that wasn't necessarily my example. I mean, I mean my experience, but what I will say is I feel like Charles Bridge discovered me and it was actually through a contest. That's how I got to know Charles Bridge. So my first book called Imani's Moon. It was an award winner through the National Association of Elementary School Principals. They had this award called the Children's Book of the Year Award. And people could submit their manuscripts. And if you won this, this contest, you would get a contract for a book with Charles Bridge. And that's what I did. I submitted it. I waited on pins and needles and finally found out that my book, Imani's Moon, won. And that is how I came to know Charles Bridge and the wonderful individuals who work at Charles Bridge. So, for example, my uh, editor, Julie Bliven, is fantastic. And I just love working with her. Me too. <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic, right? And yes, she and is. she and I, I think we are at. 10 books that we've we've either published or are currently working on together 10 books and it all started with that first one Imani's Moon so I won the the award won the contest started working with Julie Imani's Moon was published and I said hey I have others and then Grandma's Tiny House was published and Shh, the baby's asleep is published and the rest is history it just it's been a pleasure working with with Charles Bridge that's a great story. And I know Imani's Moon got you so much acclaim. I forget which nighttime talk show yeah, Stephen Colbert recommended yeah, it. Yeah, late night with Stephen Oh, right. Colbert. It was Colbert. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 That was that must have been really exciting for you. I sure would be excited if he held up a chicken soup for the soul book on air. 
Yeah, no, they're like layers of exciting pieces. He wrote this whole little poem because it was around the Dr. Seuss birthday and he was giving ideas of books you could read instead of Dr. Seuss. And I think his line for me was something like, here's a book you'll find that's quite good, Imani's Moon by Janae Brown Wood. And, <laughs> and I didn't, I had no idea that that was going to happen. Actually, someone Facebooked me and said, hey, Janae, have you seen this? And put this link and I click it and I'm watching Colbert mentioned my name and my book for, you know, millions of viewers. It was just mind blowing and such an exciting experience. Well, and that brings up the whole thing about certain Dr. Seuss books not really being appropriate anymore in these more enlightened times. And I, I have little grandchildren. I have to say, I had a bunch of books that were saved from my childhood. And then I had read them to my kids who are now in their 30s. And I'd save these to give to their kids. And then I started opening up these books and looking at them saying, oh, no, 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 and just throwing them out because they just were not appropriate anymore. I mean, they were either racist or they had little microaggressions in them, but they had stuff wrong with them. So one of the reasons I wanted to work with Charles Bridge is their commitment to diversity in the pages of their books and the authors they work with. I'm sure you're seeing an increasing commitment from the publishing industry for diversity and a focus on diversity from libraries and schools and consumers. There has been, but you know, just as you were saying, how much time it takes to get a book published, it's been pretty slow going in the publishing industry as far as making sure there's more diversity as well. There is an organization called the Cooperative Children's Book Council out of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And they actually would collect children's books and actually, you know, analyze the characters of color. And so they started producing these reports that showed the lack of diversity in children's books, especially pertaining to specific ethnic groups. And I think their work and so many other scholars really sounding the horn about the lack of diversity, I think that helped as a little bit of a push for the publishing industry to take notice and to say, huh, I guess we're not publishing enough diversity. And I definitely feel like Charles Bridge has been one of those publishing companies that has really been striving and doing the work to ensure that children find themselves on the pages of books and in authentic ways. And so a lot of what Charles Bridge does, I just think, aligns with my mission to write those authentic books. And so it just felt like this, I don't know, collaboration that was meant to be. Because Charles Bridge, it's clear in their titles and it's clear in the interactions that I have with the individuals at Charles Bridge that they very much wholeheartedly believe that diversity in children's books are important. And they're, they're not just talking the talk, they're actually walking the walk, boots on the ground, pushing for diverse titles to be included in, in children's literature everywhere. Yeah, and we're making a big effort to have diversity in our Chicken Soup for the Soul Kids and Chicken Soup for the Soul Babies lines with Charles Bridge. Let's take a quick break for an ad. And then we'll come back and we're going to talk about the four new books that you wrote for babies and kids 
in this new publishing effort that Chicken Soup for the Soul has with Charles Bridge. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back with Janae and we're talking about her four new Chicken Soup for the Soul books for babies and kids. And what I like about these books is that they promote good values in kids, but in a completely painless, entertaining way for the kids where they have no idea that they're learning valuable lessons, which is consistent with what Chicken Soup for the Soul does in general. And then they're so good about diversity. For example, in the line for kids, which is for like three to seven-year-olds, the kids who are pictured in the books are very diverse. And in the babies' books where we use animals, we talk about how some animals go slow and some animals go fast, and either way is fine. So it's basically diversity of animals as well. It's all about acceptance and being united in one community. Let's, let's talk about these. Let's talk about the babies' books first, which came out in April. They're just adorable. I love the one called Fast and Slow and the message that it is conveying to kids. Yeah, you know, these books, I'm so excited to be a part of them because my background is early childhood education. And, you know, I teach about child development and early childhood education at the college level. And one of the things we teach our students is the importance of acknowledging and recognizing holistic development, meaning all of the domains of development, physical, cognitive, social, emotional. And I think that these books help set that stage as well, especially related to social and emotional development. So each of these books has some kind of social or emotional skill that is highlighted, but it's shown, again, just as you were saying, through the story and these animals are playing these things out. And so for fast and slow, both just right, you've got the sloth who prefers slow. He likes to take it easy and relax in the shade. And he meets Jaguar who likes to go fast, fast, fast to blast past. And they each try each other's speed and they realize, hmm, that speed's not for me or any of those other speeds are not for me. My speed is perfect for me but it's fine that yours is perfect for you. So it's this idea of accepting differences, even if maybe those differences don't illustrate something that I'm excited about. So that's what happens in Fast and Slow. And each of these books has an, a really cool additional piece, which is a note to parents that gives them some ideas about that specific skill and then gives some ideas of how to support it. That's true. The note to parents is really helpful because it gives parents ideas for how to talk to their children about whatever values the books are trying to impart. And kids really do learn from these. There's another Charles Bridge book that talks about saying please. And my two-year-old grandson started saying please after he read that book, which was last fall. That was when that one came out. Now, the other baby's book that you wrote is called Me, You, Us. And there the value is 
teaching about sharing and how sharing can be quite advantageous. Yes. And also it's got some notes about taking turns. So you've got these two adorable, adorable illustrations, which I should say the illustrator is Jade Orlando for my two books, and she did a fantastic job. But you've got these two penguins and they each want to go first. They want to play with the snow globe first. They want to slide on the sled first. But they learn very quickly, hmm, maybe it's better to take turns and to share. And then we can even do some of the sharing and engage in these things together. So it's this idea of sharing, but also taking turns, but then also realizing we can do these things one and then the other, but we can also do them together. And then we have the kids' books. And I love the whole premise of the kids' books. So the way the, the chicken soup for the soul kids' books from Charles Bridge works is that there's a group of kids who all live in an apartment building together, and they have decided that they as a group will do good deeds and spread sunshine throughout their community. And they're called the Sunshine Squad. And I got such a kick out of the one that you wrote that's coming out June 14th, called Oliver Powers Through because Oliver has to clean his room before he gets to go out and play with his friends. And he's just so perplexed by how to do it. So tell us what happens next. Yeah, absolutely. So he's really, all his friends are waiting for him. Come on, let's go outside and play. And his room is a total disaster. And he has to then come up with some strategies to figure out how to clean up this room. And luckily, his friends, his Sunshine Squad, comes in, helps him, gives us some strategies, such as cleaning it up like a superhero. And then finally, he's able to accomplish this goal. So this, this book is really fun because one, it's incredibly relatable. What child at some point, right, doesn't think, oh, I hate cleaning up, I have to do this. But then it gives the strategy of, here are some things you can do to help cleaning up be a little less painful, right? And doing it with friends, but also doing some different strategies such as planning out which thing you're going to do first. Each of those helps build the skill in, you know, tidying up and helping around the house to keep it clean. And then we end each of the kids' books with a story or a poem from a past full-size Chicken Soup for the Soul book. And so in the book about cleaning up your room, Oliver Powers Through, we have a poem about being responsible. And it came from Chicken Soup for the Child's Soul. And then our other kids' book is a topic that is near and dear to my heart and something we really stress in our books for adults. And that is the value of stepping outside your comfort zone and trying new things. And so I love the story here about one of the little kids whose name is Mia and her coming to grips with the fact that maybe she should try new things, even though she's really great at basketball, why not try something else where maybe she won't be a superstar? Yeah, this idea of, I know what I'm really good at, so I want to stick to it. Why do I need to expand and try something else? But the Sunshine Squad pushes her a little bit and they're like, we always play basketball. Let's try this other thing. 
And so we get to meet a new friend who joins the Sunshine Squad. And this new friend, as well as the other friends, helped Mia build a little bit of confidence in trying something new, but being okay with the idea that it might be a little hard at first, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't try it. That doesn't mean I shouldn't push through it. And who knows, maybe you'll, you know, develop a new skill or learn something else that you're good at and that you might enjoy. So it is very much this idea about even if trying something new feels scary, try it anyway. Give it a shot. Give it a chance. And you you just never know what could end up happening from that. I'm really excited about these books. The first two from Janae came out in April, and those are in the Chicken Soup for the Soul Babies line. And these next two about the Sunshine Squad, they come out on June 14th. They're all available on Amazon and wherever else you like to get your books. Janae, thank you so much for joining us today and for being part of the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. How can our listeners learn more about you? Do you have a website that they could visit? I do. So you can find me on the web. My website is www.janaebrownwood.com, all one word. I also have a Facebook account that you can find me, Janae Brownwood, author and educator. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. They're both at Janae Brownwood. And I also have a newsletter that I put out every few months where I'll give ideas about different passions of mine. Like I'll give some tips about writing if you're interested in writing books for children. I'll talk some about child development and supporting literacy. And so if you go on my website on the bottom, you can actually subscribe to that free newsletter. And I also do some giveaways. So you might, hey, you never know, you might be a lucky winner as a subscriber. Well, that sounds great. And I think helping people figure out how to become published children's authors, giveaways, this all sounds wonderful. And just so everybody knows, Janae is spelled J-A-N-A-Y, and then Brown, and then Wood, JanaeBrownWood.com. Well, thank you again for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you on and meeting one of our authors. And everybody out there, thanks for listening today. And please join me next time for two stories about how to use the power of gratitude to become a happier person. They're from our brand new book and my passion project, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Your 10 Keys to Happiness. Janae, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.